Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wild Chats, your home for everything animals. I am Ryan. That is Maria. Oh, wait, my camera's flipped. That is Maria. <laughs> <laughs> that is Maria. Yes. Uh, it's been a little warm outside. It's been a little uh, hot and sweaty and, and muggy. So uh, I think I've said this in a video before, but usually when it's hot out, I like to watch like snow videos and stuff. I like the opposite <laughs> of whatever's going on outside. So uh, I don't know. It feels like it brings my own body temperature down or, or up, depending if I go with the opposite. So today I decided to go with... Uh, the uh, theory of, of animals cooling off. That's gonna be. I like that. Thing. I mean, for it, I'm cool with that. You're cool. <laughs> and the puns begin already. Let's go. Not even a minute. <laughs> oh, so Mar, what is the um? What's the funniest thing you've ever seen an animal do to try to cool off? Well, you always see the puppies who do their back legs. They open them really funny to cool okay. down on tiles. Okay. But the cutest thing I have seen, the cutest thing was uh, I went to one of those safaris that you drive through safari okay. in, right next, near Rush, Mount Rushmore several okay. years ago. And uh, there was an enclosure with a, with a brown bear. Okay. It may have been the grizzly bear. I think, I think it may have been the grizzly bear because it was by itself. Okay. And uh, it was so cute because he kept getting in the water in this big pool and just kind of like playing with it and it was just so adorable how okay. it was just kind of like like almost like oh life is good here i'm on vacation and it was just so cute okay all right so every animal kind of has their own own way of doing stuff um as far as cooling down and then sometimes especially in the middle of summer and heat waves and stuff zoos kind of have their their way of trying to take care of the animals especially the animals that aren't really meant to be in those climates i think that's the, like the hard part yeah unfortunately you get yeah you, there's like penguin enclosures some really cool zoos you go in and it's just it's a big refrigerator basically because you're trying to keep the animals happy but sometimes when it comes to cooling down animals will surprise you because i think humans do it too when you just get like unbearably hot or unbearably cold you're willing to do some weird stuff in order to kind of cool yourself off and sometimes you'll see some unexpected behaviors. But when I'm sometimes, you know, you like to get on a boat, go out on the lake, stick your hand in the water, just kind of hang out, you know, cool off. Chilling. With the Hoping spray. you don't yeah. capture a critter as a critter's attention. Okay. All right. That's it. Yeah. Never really thought about that. I'm going yeah, faster. Drive faster. Drive faster. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me of a story with Pepita. Okay. So we go canoeing in a river called the Peace River in Florida. Okay. We went canoeing for a uh, Easter treat, trip. Easter trip. Treat or uh, trip. Yeah. Okay. Ignorant me, uh, I've never seen alligators, you know, but when we went to this river, we rented canoes and I had Pepita with me and it was getting super hot. Super, okay. super hot. It was April and it was boiling hot. In fact, All I ended right. up with a headache and everything of how dehydrated. Mm. Well, it was so hot that I kept dunking Pepita in the water to cool her off. Gotcha. Gotcha. Alligator snacks. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Who told you about your error in decision-making at that point? Um, Actually, I heard a story of a, of a gentleman telling me a story about uh, he had gone to some canoeing trip and the alligator actually jumped and grabbed the person, the other person's dog. 
Oh wow, that's horrendous. And and I was like, um, wait, we, okay. you know what? We're just gonna, we're gonna start. We're gonna make an overlay, like some of the promo stuff, and it's just gonna say PSA. We're gonna we're gonna have a <laughs> PSA overlay coming up soon. So anytime we need to teach people things or they can learn from our lessons of not what not to do. So this, we would hit the PSA button at this point, the, the graphic <laughs> would come out and then we'd pause for a second and then you would say, do not dunk your animals in croc infested waters because they may leap out and come get them. <laughs> and the problem is, dummy me, I knew there were alligators, but because I didn't see any, it's like, oh, there must not be any around. Uh, hello? Underwater? Like, I could walk an arm. <laughs> the more I think about it, the more I'm like, thank goodness we were okay. Like, this could have gone really wrong. We did uh -huh. the picnic there. I remember we had Easter eggs and everything. I'm thinking, we're literally sitting ducks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So... I actually don't know the geographical range of, of sloths. Are they they're mostly Amazonian animals, or what? Uh, they, they can go to um, Central America. Okay, all right. So Central mm -hmm. America, Amazon, that kind of stuff. So we're talking crocodile country, basically. Pretty much. Yep. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. But I don't think they're they're not as far north as the crocodilians. They do have a wider range. Okay. Crocodiles do. Alligators do. Okay. So. Mm -hmm. So we're hoping for this guy who decided it was time to cool off that there's not some crocs in the river that are going to then jump out and grab him. I have never seen a sloth do this. <laughs> I, think I can tell you what the sloth is trying to do. Cool off, right? No. Get away? Yeah. I what he's know. trying to do is try to, I don't know where they found it. Okay. Uh, but it's pretty bad they're moving it that far away from its territory. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, you know, we don't know the circumstances of what this happened. It could have been there was a flood and, and whatever. But look at him looking around. He's mesmerized by his hand in the water. I mean, that's like a dog with his head out the window of a car while driving. He looks pretty content. It could be part of it. But honestly, the, what he's trying to do, I think he's trying to hold on to, like trying to find a... Uh, a stick or something to go climbing. I mean, they're, yeah. I, I don't perceive it as a cute thing, even though it could be that. But again, my instinct right away is like, oh my gosh, they took him out of its uh, a location. Right, so but it's really wet also, which could mean- That's what I mean. I'm going to choose to believe that this guy is, is somehow like, because you know, you have like the, the tourist areas and I've seen them before where they like keep an animal- like I've been to like hostels where they've got like a monkey at the hostel kind of thing, like depending on the areas that you're in. I'm going to okay. choose to believe that the sloth is somehow attached to whatever this business is. Um, and they just took him for a ride as they were going along because he looks wet. Maybe the sloth has fun. I don't know. That's, it's I'm, very I'm, looking, I'm looking at him looking at his hand in the water and he just looks mesmerized. He looks like a dog with his head out the window or just, I mean, when a kid puts their hand in the water and just the pressure of the water. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, that's what I'm, I'm going to choose to believe that. <laughs> well, he yeah. I, he does seem to be intrigued by it. And he's not actually jumping forward, which will think, which will make you believe he's trying to grab onto uh -huh, something. Uh -huh. uh, if everybody's yeah. 
anybody's wondering, that's not construction in the background of Maria. That's Pepita throwing a little little barky, snorty, hissy Pepita fit back there. That's that's what she's doing. Actually, because she has a collapsed trachea, um, she does that. That one is actually not throwing a fit. That is okay. actually her. Yeah. Oh, I take peeps. I'm sorry, I made fun of you. I apologize, peeps. I she don't care. She don't care. She's <laughs> under a blanket. She's happy. So the one thing that was surprising to me that I didn't know though, did you know sloths are actually three times faster in water than they are on land? They're actually really good swimmers. No. They are, yeah, they have a very good swimming ability. They can hold their breaths for up to 40 minutes. Are you serious? I'm serious. I didn't know that. Yeah. So they can just stay underwater if they want to. But like if a sloth actually needs to get somewhere, as long as there's no like pythons or crocodiles or anything in the water, like that's actually the better mode of transportation for them is actually, not that they use it very often, but they they are actually pretty, it's hard to compare because a sloth goes almost nowhere on land. So to say they're three times faster in the water, I don't quite know what that's saying, but no, but they do when when they are on land, they do grab as if they were like rock climbing. Mm -hmm. Like they mm -hmm. slide as if they were rock climbing. But a cool thing about sloths is they have their own like nutritional stuff in their back, like that moss that grows on them. They actually feed off of it. So, so that's kind of the one of the things that you'll see them sometimes. That was the next thing I wanted to talk about was just that you'll see them. The running thing is they move so slow, algae can grow on them. And yes, it does. And like Maria said, they, they do, they can use it for nutrition, but it's also a form of camouflage because yes. they have to come out of the trees to go to the bathroom, which for sloths, it takes a long time. This isn't a slow joke. They just don't go to the bathroom that frequently. So when they do go, it does take them a long time. Um, so it provides a form of camouflage on the ground, on the floor of the forest. Uh, when they're either moving trees or doing their business or grabbing food or whatever it is. So it's it's ironic because you look at them and you're like, oh, they, they move so slow. Algae grows on them, which is true. But uh, it is true. But it serves a purpose. So uh, mm -hmm. I was thought, I, I found that kind of interesting. But yeah, I had no idea how good uh, sloths actually were in water. I didn't know that at all. Mm -hmm. Like elephants. Mm -hmm. We were talking about elephants uh, being good in water. And how good of swimmers they are, even though they don't look, they look cumbersome. Both of them look almost incapable of, like this sloth with their two or three, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, toes. And it's just, you wouldn't think they would be really good at it. But fat and weight floats. I mean, if they ever teach you, like if you're ever swimming and you get in trouble, the, the, you're supposed to roll over on your back. And then you, if you just arch your back, you can float. So if you're swimming and you're exhausted, you just roll over and float. I mean, the human body is meant to do that. Elephants are the same way. If you ever have seen one swim, like I, I'm going to, we have a clip coming up in a video where, and I told you about it before, so I don't mind mentioning it again, but it's an undershot from underwater watching an elephant swim. Oh, and he's basically nice. walking in the water, but it's all uh -huh. that weight he has actually is buoyant. So he doesn't have to work that hard. He's just got to kind of truck along and you get there eventually kind of thing. I'm looking forward to seeing that clip for sure. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. It's pretty. Uh -huh. it's, I mean, there's not much going on. Visually, it's amazing. But it's just not something you're used to seeing. You're like, wow, that's wow. Okay. That's uh, what makes it amazing. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. um, but we were talking about, so that would be in the wild animals cooling down. But then, like I said, there's zoos and stuff that once the temperatures kind of get a little crazy, they have to do their thing. And usually that involves either freezing like fruit and stuff and ice blocks. I've seen this for like polar bears and tigers and everything. They'll like freeze fruit. So they have to get to it and then cool down. Yes. And then sometimes they just gotta, just gotta lay some ice down. Just let them go for it. 
River Arders. Look how uh -huh. cute they are. Mm -hmm. but when you go, if you ever go to the Atlanta Zoo, they have okay. the miniature otters. Uh huh. And they're like smaller than about the size of Pepita. Very oh, small like otters. Ice, though. I would have never guessed otters like ice that much. He's just sitting there like chewing, mowing on. <laughs> this is having a blast. Uh huh. Oh, that is so adorable. Look how happy it is. Mm hmm. One thing about otters, they're very playful, but they're actually very dangerous animals. People don't realize, because when you see them, you see them so cute and being friendly, mm -hmm. but they're actually very dangerous animals. People want to pet them, and they have ended up losing toes and, and well, you also fingers. Yeah, you don't know what they're out and about for. That, that was another thing that I want to talk about, is it's interesting that Otters have some of the densest fur in the animal kingdom, but it also, because it's so dense, it that's part of what causes them to float. But when they're babies, it's extra dense. So the moms can actually wrap them in algae and then go hunt. So when you come across an otter, you don't know if they're trying to get back. You know, animals are very protective of their young, but the ones that have to leave their young to go hunt, you clearly don't see them, but the maternal instincts are still there to of try course. to get back. So that's, yeah, that might be another reason why you have to be careful around. And the moms actually, they constantly clean their hair, the baby's mm -hmm. hair, so that they remain buoyant. Exactly. It fluffs up constantly. the hair. Uh-huh. Exactly. So adorable. Exactly. Adorable. <laughs> Unless you're in Japan. Because in Japan, apparently there's folklore of otters that shapeshift into like beautiful women and children to like kill men. There's like a folklore creature basically in Japanese no uh, yeah. way to uh -huh. lure them. I mean, uh -huh. the, the Japanese otter was actually almost extinct. And finally, it's one of the animals that is coming back. So that, well, that part you, is good. And then you were saying you have to be careful, but then clearly this zoo hasn't got the note because there's a zoo in Japan that has like a reach through door where you can actually reach through and, and pet the otters in the enclosure. Are you serious? <laughs> uh-huh. I need to go there. <laughs> It doesn't say, it just says a marine park in Japan. So I'm sure we can find it online. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I, we talked about this before. I think I had asked you once a question of, of oh yeah, it was animals doing uh, humans jobs. Uh, okay. We were talking about how animals help humans and stuff. Well, in Bangladesh, they've actually trained otters. The fishermen have to actually help them fish. So they herd the fish into an area like they basically herd the entire school of fish right into the nets. So like the fishermen throw it out there, sit, throw the otters out, otters chase them. Like talk about easy time, huh? <laughs> yeah, but how about training the otter? Yeah, easy time, but the training of the otter was not probably that easy. I don't know. See, I don't know that much about otters and societies and stuff because we talked about before how easily bees can learn from other bees. Like if you could teach one bee you're fine because after that they teach the other bees how to do whatever it was that task so then you can just perpetuate it but i'm not quite sure on that one with the otters i don't i think usually with any animal if there is a cost benefit to them because if they get paid yeah exactly then actually they probably will do it with glee because they probably get more out of the fun and the payment um because they're also very community-oriented animals so a Using those are, exactly. animal is going to be easier to 
to do a business transaction with, then it will uh, be with an authoritarian <laughs> animal. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. But then you could see like in the video too, we were showing like one of their, I guess one of their favorite pastimes is, is literally just sliding. Like they just slide on, they slide on riversides and they slide, they just, that's their thing. They just. That's so adorable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you want to be in the shot? Oh. Oh, you wanted to be in the shot? Okay. No, no, you can be in the shot. You can be in the shot. But yeah, they just, that's like their thing. They just get on their belly like that and they just like to slide down the mud you know, and slide into the rivers and stuff. Another thing I love about otters is how they uh, are utterly adorable. The how they are utterly adorable. Utterly oh. adorable. <laughs> yep. Otters are utterly adorable. You started the puns early, Maria. I'm just rolling with you on this one. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Point taken. Anyway, okay. they have a favorite rock. And it's they do. They have like a little pouch. And they kind of keep their little rock there and they play with it. It's like their toy. And you see them playing with the rock back and forth. It's just adorable. Have you have you ever seen it? Have you ever seen an otter? I've play? seen a video. I've seen a vi videos of them playing with I'm doing my best otter imitation. Is that okay? All right. I wasn't sure. I was trying to kind of figure out where you're going from there. Because as I was poking, <laughs> I was poking around the other day. Uh-huh. But I don't know. Let's see before I promise it. Uh, um, mm, out of there. <clears throat> let's see. Keep <laughs> entertaining the people, Maria. I'm looking. You're supposed to be entertaining. Tell some puns. Tell some jokes. Guy walks into a bar. Second guy walks into a bar. You figure the the, the second guy was the first guy hit it. I mean, I don't. Yeah, come on, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so bad at telling jokes. The funny thing is, like all the fantastic, phenomenal jokes I've ever heard, once I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna have there to. There you go. Them. There's your otter ah! in the rock. There's the otter in the rock. Yep. That is Where's a rocky fun. There you go. He's rocking it, man. He's rocking it. <laughs> He's pretty good with it too. How adorable. Thank you for putting mm -hmm. that clip. That was too cute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I've got one less clip in the folder that I need for the future, but that's okay. It's okay. I'll find another one for everybody. <laughs> you can play it again. And right. Francis wouldn't mind being in the shot. If the uh, Animals Playing uh, uh, podcast ends up a little bit short, guys, in the future, you know why. We just burned one of the clips right there. We just totally, totally roasted one of the clips already. At least uh, we didn't use it for Animals Playing with Balls. No, no, because that, that was a round rock. And I just found that yesterday, actually, as I was researching for, for this video. This is adorable. That is like one of the cuter yeah. otter videos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Every once in a while in Florida, you will see otters. And it's such a sight for sore eyes to see them. Yeah. And uh, it's just, and they're in the communities, near the communities. The problem is because Florida is growing so much a lot of their forest is going away. So you don't see them as often as you used to. Like you will see bobcats and uh, panthers, like the Florida panthers mm -hmm. and um, and otters. And it, it used to be so fun. And, and now it's harder to see them. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Give me one second. I'm, I'm going to adjust myself. And shake the entire world. <laughs> so there you are. There you are. The whole thing. Yes. 
puns and earthquakes and and yep yep we got it all we got it all you today have just done it who got it all fucking anyway <laughs> yeah and then i knew i was gonna hit the the table and then it all it all went from there um so now we're gonna go down you went down here like the order sliding yes I, I did and now we're gonna go down a slightly dark path for oh, you no. sorry i'm sorry how to do it how to do it so can you guess what the price of admission was at a zoo in the 18th century in England. The price to enter a zoo? Yes. Could it be food? Could they have done like food? Like I know their places. No, I'm going too far with this. Uh, 25 cents. 25 cents. It was a boatload of money. So you had two options. There's two options you could pay to get into the zoo. Okay. You could, you could pay three half pence. Don't ask me how much that is. Maybe it's 25 cents. I don't know. <laughs> Does seem like a little three bit high of, high of a number. 75. Three halves is probably 75. Okay. So three half pence. The second option was a cat or a dog. Oh. <laughs> that is horrible. <laughs> I'm speechless. They, they had a lion. The lion was hungry. Um, <laughs> what does this have to do with cool animals? Ing, cooling next, I'm leading into the next video. This was like the fun fact set up tease. Oh, this was fun. This okay. was fun. I warned you it was going to be dark. Before you. we started, <laughs> before I even asked the question, I warned you we were going down a dark road. You did. You did. I so I, I need to chill. Basically, what I'm hearing is I need to chill. <laughs> <laughs> the title of this video, guys, is going to be Animals Cooling Off. This episode was not punny. I'm sorry. <laughs> what it's going to be. Not punny intended. Yes. Yeah. Not, it's not, out, of not, these, out of these worlds. Not our punniest. It was our punniest episode, but it wasn't punny. Uh, <laughs> Turning into a zoo completely. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> But uh, but when said lions need to cool off, a lot of times they got the enclosures where they, you know, they usually have some water feature because, I mean, their cat, it, domestic cats are some of the few cats that actually don't like water. And there are some domestic yep. cats that love water, but most other yep. big cats like water. So the nice thing is these guys in their zoo, they got a little water. They, they can cool off if they want to. But these guys just going to go for a stroll instead. Just kind of check no, out the scenery. No, no. Oh god! Fred, Fred, I think I, I think you fell, Fred. I'm sorry. I'm How sorry. you gonna do this, man? <laughs> that was hilarious. That was hilarious. But you see how the other guy's like trying to help? I don't think he's helping. I think he's just kind of slowly mocking him. I don't know. I I'm just. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That was just, awesome. Just that moment, you're like, there's no way he's that uncoordinated. Oh, no, he is that uncoordinated. <laughs> I think I was probably distracted by people. Like, he was looking at people. I've just never seen... Animals are usually really good about their awareness and stuff. I don't... I've You see people do that all the time. I've never seen an animal just misstep themselves. Look how handsome they are. Yeah. Good looking. Wow. <laughs> oh, you go. And the other guy is like, seriously, man? 
Seriously. You good? Fred, you good? Seriously. You good, right? All right, cool. Cool. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But it is trying to help, making sure oh. his friend is okay. See, in my mind, he's mocking him. <laughs> <laughs> That's your dark sense of humor. Right, right. I mean, I'm they, like, oh, he's being friendly. They they feed those guys cats and dogs for meals. I mean, I think they're a little vicious. I, oh, sorry. No, no, this wasn't. This is in England, 18th century. No video camera. <laughs> <back> then. <laughs> I mean, we do have to understand they are apex predators. They are mainly protein. Every once in a while, they may have other things just to to um, munch on. But really, they're mainly a carnivore. So we couldn't expect anything less. It's just very unfortunate that it was that. Yeah. So I, as I was going through, I found it interesting, though, that, that lions, I think koalas have the same quality. So we have our fingerprints that are unique, even like identical twins don't have the same fingerprints. But lions muzzles, like their nose muzzle print with the whiskers and all that. So let's see, it's I'll have to read it because I want to make sure I get it right. Uh, the muzzle of a lion is like a fingerprint. No two lions have the same pattern of whiskers. So lions have four or five rows of whisker holes. And then some have hairs and some don't. So it's kind of like dot, dot, dash, like SOS, okay. kind of old school, um, forming a okay, unique nice. pattern of whiskers and holes for each lion. No, no two are alike. Okay, Morris. Yeah. No, my Morse name's Morse. Ryan. Lion's name Morse. was Fred. I don't know where Morris came from. Did you name the other lion Morris? Okay, so it was Morris and Fred were the, the lines. Is that what just happened there? No. Because you said dash, not dash. I'm I like, know. okay, Morris. <laughs> <laughs> so are you mocking me because I was trying to mock you? I was exactly. I did like the double reverse whammy mock. You didn't catch that, Maria? No, I did not capture that. <laughs> there was too much coding going on there. <laughs> oh, we went way too deep on that one. <laughs> There's just too much stress going on in life. Sometimes you just need to uh, cool off by laying in a, a bathtub and relaxing with some flower Aww. petals as you chill. I have no idea why there are flower petals nor why this I tub mean, is wondering. They're probably He's eating it. <laughs> they probably wanted to make it cute and ended up, the, the brown bear ended up eating it. I don't know if that's some kind of fountain because that's like a house looking structure. Yeah, that's a front door there. Like this is yeah. someone's front yard. I don't know if they just or went like redneck fountain and decided that I'll put a tub outside and, and this is going to be my water feature. Um. It could be that they use it in their backyard as a solitude place and it just they found that the bear maybe that. No, that's like a it. front door. That 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 was like a front door. It looked like. Oh, it could be a back door. I guess it what could be. I guess, and there is a, yeah, there's a window facing it. So you rarely would have a window facing the front door. I guess it depends how old the house is. Yeah. I mean, I will think it's in the back here because why would you have a big tub? So you do, horses? do you think this is a pet bear then? Or there just happen to be flowers that he happens to enjoy eating after he happened to break into the yard and, and relax in it? What's going on here? So I'm doing video forensics is what I'm hearing. No, I just like what... I like to make up random, completely ridiculous stories of what's going on, but what do we actually so, think? What I will think will happen is it probably what did had it all happened, the time. Maria? What, what had, had happened was, <laughs> what had happened was, I think the bear probably does it often, and they wanted to just record a video and threw flowers in it just to make it cute. And the bear, because they, 
he looks like he's having a blast okay. and the person who's filming is clearly near like he's right next to him i don't know like, i mean if that's a wild bear that's dangerous if that's a backyard how did he even get into it doesn't have know. to have a fence okay guys we're gonna have some fun this this will be one of our our questions for the day in the comments below or if you're in the uh, community post on any of the social media platforms write what you think is going on here because maria and i disagree <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think that bear is just uh maybe goes there often and likes to go swimming. Okay. All right. He's just yogi style or he's like so frequent he's just harmless at yeah, this point. Yeah, to whomever is filming him. Okay. Seems to be, you know, have become friends with them. I don't okay. know, maybe he's a pet. I just don't I mean the flowers, yeah, it's just got to be flavor. I mean, there's no nutrition there, so I, I Flowers? Were those flower petals? Yeah, the, I think they were uh uh carnations. Okay. I mean, it's, it's not like it's in a bear's diet to eat something like that. So it has to just be like no, little... carnations are very tropical. Yeah. But apparently you can eat them. I mean, there okay. are a lot of edible flowers that you can eat, like uh, uh, the day lilies. Um, I forgot the name of many. A couple of orchid types you can okay. eat. Okay. There are a lot of flowers you can eat. It's incredible. Dandelions, but they're a little bitter. Um, so yeah, yeah, people make tea out of, yeah, there's a lot of plants and stuff people make teas out of that aren't necessarily like tea leaf teas. That, that makes sense. I like to drink jasmine tea. I think what I'm drinking is jasmine tea. No, <clears> I like to drink, um, personally, I like to drink Aladdin tea. That's, that's one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> when you have waited until I will not drink in tea. No, because I was really going yeah, for the out the nose. Thing. I, almost, yes. I almost did the tortilla thing where they slap you and you try not to. Um... Okay. <laughs> the tortilla <laughs> thing. Do you okay. see what I'm talking about? No. no. Oh, my gosh. So it's, it's becoming popular. I don't know why people do this, but each person has a, a tortilla. Oh, I have seen this. Okay. All right. Sorry. I thought I was thinking of it as a cultural thing. And then my mind went, wait, they don't have tortillas in Colombia. It's arepas. I wasn't thinking as like a viral internet trend. So I was like, yeah, because The Rock did it with Chris Hart. And I'm that's like, why are The Rock and Chris Hart slapping each other? Chris Hart's not going to win that one. Like, that's that's not going to go well for him. He got several punches, though. He, he did really some good ones. He, he, <laughs> I, I saw it on my phone, and I was just laughing. It was just too hilarious. Uh-huh. Okay. Two have such good chemistry. My brain literally, because I, I went like, so here's one of the funny things. If you guys ever visit Colombia, there's no Mexican food here, unless you go to like a Mexican food restaurant. But for some reason, and I thought the same thing, I am equally as guilty of this, but you talk to people that come to Colombia and they're expecting it to be Mexican style food, like flour tortillas and beans and rice. Nowhere near like the traditional types of food that are in Colombia. So that's kind of where my, I'm like, tortillas, Maria. So they do like, they do arepas, which are totally different. Like think about like a, what, how would you explain an arepa? Uh, ooh, it would be like a corn, um, like a pita, the, the thickness of a pita, but also Venezuela has arepas. They're a little, the, each, each uh, country, Venezuela, uh, Ecuador, I mean, they have different densities of the arepas. Okay. But think of a, of a thick, some of them are small and thick, like, as thick as a cookie or some yeah. are as thin almost as thin as putting two tortillas together like a, the thickness of a pita of yeah bread. okay so and it's cornmeal but it's not sweet corn so it's not 
like a cornbread or any kind of cornmeal thing we think of in the States is usually made out of sweet corn. And it's so. not like a tamale either. So if any of you have had tamales, Mexican tamales, because Colombian and Venezuelan tamales are very different as yeah. well. Yeah. But like the, the Mexican tamales that are made out of corn, it's not like that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. No, very different. Um, so... <laughs> I, I just felt like I couldn't do this video because it's been a while. I don't think we've done one yet, actually. This was kind of more of a throw-in, fit the theme. But this is this is a Maria-based throw-in here. This one I oh, a lot thought of you. I'd, I'd go for it. But Look just wait. Look in the upper left corner here in just a little bit. And then look to the upper right corner of our screen. You'll get a baby version and then an adult version. Here we go. It's, it takes a little while. <clears throat> there you go. Aww. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you can see. Aw, beautiful Jaguars. As if you can tell, had, I like it because that's our logo and I chose it. If we could, yes, if we could pick a mascot that wasn't Pepita, that, that would definitely be Maria's choice would be the, uh, the, black, <laughs> the black big cats. Those are her favorites. <laughs> I love, love, love them. Look at it. Look at it. How long it can hold its breath. And this uh, one is a baby and it's just having a blast. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That was just so perfect. As you can see, the logo has a amazing, gorgeous um, panther. And it's just, to me, one of the most beautiful animals you will ever, ever, ever encounter. So grateful. Also a, a good segue because the, the big cats are actually a, a big part of their habitat is Columbia. So I wanted to give you a little time to talk about that aspect. Since we kind of went from Columbia Arepas, we might as well now go on to Columbia big cats. And uh, <laughs> and we'll let Maria take the show away here for a little bit. Well, the cool thing about, about the darker is they're not, I mean, you can find them sometimes in nature, but their dark color actually doesn't benefit them because just like like the white tigers and things like that, they don't blend in so well with their environment. So it makes it really, really hard for them to, to survive. And that's one of the bigger challenges. The native, the native people of the Amazon uses them as a symbol of strength. So mm -hmm. you will see like the jaguar, if you see a jaguar in your, as your, as your totem animal, if you were go to, like to use a little bit of more of the American terminology. Mm -hmm. If you were to have a totem animal such as a, a jaguar, then it's usually a symbol of a strong healer. Mm -hmm. But they've got and a lot of like reserves and preserves and stuff around Colombia for them. And I don't think people realize how small their range is for jaguars and stuff like that. Um, that's the other part that I, I didn't really... We know these animals because we see them in zoos and sometimes we're like, oh, they're part of this place. And it's funny, but until because you are so infatuated with them, I actually really didn't know what the ranges and the areas of jaguars and some of these big cats. Because, you know, you think of lions and Africa and tigers or jungle, but jaguars and some of the other big cats, I actually never I never knew what their actual habitat was. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think and they're also. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, you. No, I, okay. The, another cool thing that I find fascinating is they're great swimmers, which you showed us that they're great swimmers. But one of the reasons why I value them so much, besides the mythology behind them and all that uh, mystic aspects of it, is that they are 
quote unquote, I know there is no compassion in exterminating the life of another animal, but their jaws are so strong that they literally leap and just crush the, the skull. Yeah. So it's called a compassionate hunting. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I just find that so incredible because when you look at lions, when you look at cheetahs, any other big cat, it's usually a chase and who can last the longest. Even yeah. the last video we had, we had this big eagle hunting a big goat and the strategy was to wear him out. So many yeah. other cats do the same thing. Now with jaguars, they mm -hmm. can literally hunt a crocodile with one leap and just crush mm -hmm. their skull. And I just find that so fascinating and just so beautiful. They're just such beautiful, mystical animals. I think it's interesting too, when you when you start thinking about South America and the Amazon <clears throat> and stuff like that, the amount of animals that actually do, we see them in zoos and we know they exist in the world, but we don't know where they're from. And a lot of the sloth is, is you know, big in these areas. And then you've got jaguars and, you know, the the big snakes and you've got the piranhas and there's a lot of animals that are actually really kind of have pretty small ranges as far, not range range is how far they go, but their ecosystems that they survive in. There's just so many animals in that particular region. Yeah. Uh, the habitat. Uh, there's a lot of things happening in that ecosystem. Yeah. But you won't find them anywhere else. Like people go to Africa. It's like the big five, I guess, in Africa. I don't, it's an elephant lion, what water buffalo rhinoceros rhino and hippo uh, hippos and hippos and okay. water buffaloes okay cheetahs i thought cheetahs were there oh my gosh i had a teacher for the big five my aunt um uh used to go to africa a lot because she worked with the um seed bank like okay. there was a seed bank to try to protect all the seeds in the world and and the convention was in africa and this was like in the 90s and I remember her bringing me a necklace with all the big five and the t-shirt with the big five. And it was just okay. so fascinating because when you think about it, you actually have more than five choices of, of majestic animals that are in Africa. And yeah. then thinking about the ranges of wilderness in Colombia, and you realize that we also have hippos. That's just yeah, fascinating. Well, yeah. Well, hippos what, is not one of the big five, but. But they were still. brought in though, too. They're not, they're, that's not their normal area to be but still in. it's pretty cool to to realize that they they have adapted to that environment i just they're water mm -hmm. seeing them in person they're just hippos are just so lazy they don't do anything like i mean i thought cats were bad sleeping like 20 hours a day man hippos is you like they're like slowly walking towards one another under the water and you're like oh we're gonna get some action like nah they just they are like the but then they're also like deadly as can be because once they get <laughs> up and moving or they get ornery and they decide that they're not happy about something. Oh. Yes. I was watching an episode yesterday called Our National Parks and actually ex-president um, Barack Obama narrates the show. And I was okay. watching Africa yesterday. Okay. And uh, it was amazing talking about hippos because he was talking about the importance of hippopotamus. And they were talking in the area of Kenya on the west side there is a particular river where they live. And when you think of hippos, you think of mocky water. Like yes. this is the water, you can barely mm -hmm. see them. Well, mm -hmm. this particular family of, I think they were more than, they were like about 14. Okay. They will live in that clear river. So when you look at the shots, you could see the hippos. Oh, nice. And But the interesting part is there were also fish all around them. 
they're really chill. They don't react to much. I mean, you hear a lot of stories of like hippos defending um, some of the like antelope, the impalas and stuff like that from crocodiles, like in around Africa, they're very chill. So you just don't think they're going to do much, but they do carry a lot of power and, and weight. But some of those are some of the more interesting stories when you read them, when you hear about like, but the, can you, can you think of one reason out of the top of your head? Why will different fish will be surrounding hippos? To clean them. Most usually it's a, yeah, usually it's a cleaning aspect. Sharks have it. There's like mm -hmm. called pilot fish that hang out around sharks and actually clean between their teeth and stuff. Like those are amazing videos. You're like, you're a fish and you're climbing into the teeth of a shark. Like you're just, you're just begging for problems. Aren't you? That was so beautiful yesterday when I was watching this, I'm thinking, wow. I mean, the fish need to eat, but the hippos also understand that they need the services of these fish to remain clean. The skin was clean, their teeth was clean, mm. and also their discard or number twos will nourish the, the area as well. And they were talking about yeah. the cycle of nutrition and, and feeding, and it was just it was just so incredible. But hippos are vegetarians, so why would a fish be threatened other than just being stepped on? Hippos no, 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 because you don't want them to, to close. They, they will, you know... Yeah, because they're like, they always end up on the top five, like most like vegetarians you want to stay away from lists, basically. Yeah. I mean, you get the specialty, uh, like we were talking last episode about the vegetarian piranhas and the vegetarian eagles, but they're like lists. Vultures. That I, vultures. vultures. Sorry. <laughs> um, but there's a list of like the most dangerous vegetarian animals and usually hippos are right up there near the top of, of those yes. lists. And another one that is really dangerous are moose. Yeah, but are they vegetarians? They're not vegetarians, though. Yeah. I'm talking about the big moose that look like... Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Well, like Canadian go... Mounties couldn't afford a horse, got a moose. Yeah, I got you. I got you. They are uh, so okay. dangerous. Now, um, now I want to know. Are, are moose... <laughs> you... Why are you searching? Guys, we don't know everything. When we want to know something, we either ask you guys to write something in the comments or, or we just look it up ourselves. No, when I was... I went horse, to, you're uh, right. You're right. Leaves, grass, underwater plants in the winter. They eat twigs, bark, shrubs. Dude, they look like a cow. They they look like a big oversized deer's mixed with a cow. I mean, they are oh, vegetarian. Oh, they're ridiculously big. Like I had no. I saw a video the other day that as I was going through stuff, and it was it was <laughs> it was the context because they had it next to like a big old SUV. And the SUV didn't even come up all the way to the, the moose's head. Like it was like almost at the shoulder length of the moose. And then you still got the neck, the head and the antlers. And I'm like, oh my good God. I have a story. We were driving through Estes Park in, in the US, Estes Park. And I am, I'm getting out to the bathroom and I see these big moose, like a family, a female with her two calves. And uh, I enter the gas station. I'm like, sir, sir. You have moose outside. And he looked at me like, I know. <laughs> we also have beverage in the refrigerator. It's amazing. You should see it. <laughs> we may even have a bathroom for you. <laughs> With a toilet. I know it's so <laughs> rare. You should check it out. <laughs> His face was so like, lady, seriously. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry to bother you. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I'm a simple tourist, but thank you for squashing my dreams and hopes. <laughs> so 
When I lived in Vegas, we would do a lot of couch surfing. So a lot of people would come and then we would offer our house for people would have a place to stay that were traveling and stuff. And one of the things that I liked about it, I mean, I'm a traveler. So in general, I like meeting other people and swapping stories and stuff like that. But one of the interesting parts to me when I get to hang out with either a traveler coming to my city, and I'm sure they do this with me when it's the other way around, but the look on people's faces when they haven't seen something. Like I've seen the Grand Canyon five times because that's where everybody wants to go. But that innocence and that excitement when someone walks down the strip for the first time or goes to the Grand Canyon, it just re-energizes you when it's like, I see this all the time. It's not, but when somebody else is like, oh my God, did you see the moose and the two babies? It's like, yeah, I do need to appreciate this a little more. I know it's normal for me, but it is pretty impressive. Like it is so impressive. And the dam, the Hoover Dam. Wow, the way they build the bridge of the Hoover Dam, and the, it's just be breathtaking. It's really talking about the new one or the old one, the over the top of the dam or the new bridge. The new bridge that looks like a circle, like the way they were building it. I but it's, it's the road bridge. that goes right over the top of the dam. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. Okay, there's two. The original. Way- I think I'm talking about the old one. Okay, the original. The there's only there's only two. So basically, the original one. When they built the dam, that was the only way basically to get across there from Arizona to Nevada is there's a road that drives literally right on top of the dam. Um, You got to like wind all the way down and all these switchbacks, you go across and all the switchbacks all the way up. Oh, then I'm Uh, talking about the other one. Because as part of uh, a beautiful bridge. When they did NAFTA, basically, I think George Bush uh, Jr. did it, but or the third, sorry. Um, But the agreement between Mexico, U.S. and Canada was like that one major trucking route had to have minimum four lanes. Um, so they had to build that bridge because that was part of the route. So as part of the requirement, they had to build like a brand new bridge and they started building it and they got about a year into it. And there was a massive windstorm and the crane came down like it got blown over into the canyon, basically. So they had to like rebuild the crane to just to restart construction. So that bridge took forever but it's so like cordoned off that you can't even really tell you're on a bridge because you go from new road to the bridge and it isn't like super immediate obvious like when you're on the golden gate bridge you know you're on a bridge it's pretty that's a beautiful bridge it is it really is and when you're going and you see it like because it takes like a little curve and then you see it Mm -hmm. on your way to napa and it's like wow it's oh, you, went, you went that way to Napa. Okay. So there's a lot of different ways to get to Napa. You can go like the back way from like Sacramento side. No, we went through there because, you know, we wanted to see. Yeah. We wanted to see the bridge. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, well, guys, I hope you had a good time. Uh, we always do. Um, we love that you guys are here. Please, please, please leave us some uh, comments and stuff. We uh, We love to read that and uh, give us some suggestions or kind of chime in on some of the debates we had for today. And uh, yeah, please subscribe if you guys are catching us on YouTube and or uh, give us a like and follow us on any of the audio podcasts. Um, and especially in the audio podcast, guys, write us some comments. I'm curious how the show's coming across as an audio only format. We've got the cameras, we're showing videos. We hope we're describing everything, but that would be a really good uh, piece of input for us to have as we're kind of getting rolling here. But uh, thank you guys again, and we will see you next time. Thank you.